This is another episode of the Comedy Reject Podcast brought to you by Comedy Here After. Let's begin the show. Alright, first and foremost, my dedicated 40, I want to make an apology to you guys straight up for not having an episode last week. Uh, the reason for not having it is quite simply, I'm going to be honest with you guys. This is... Uh, Something I'm not really comfortable talking about, but I feel like my dedicated 40 fuck with me so hard that I'll tell you guys the truth, man. Uh, Your boy was going through some issues mentally. Um, I had crippling anxiety to the point where, I'm not going to lie, I was sitting in front of the podcast my 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 podcast station and i couldn't i couldn't record the podcast i couldn't do it um i don't know how what i call it i call them thoughts i don't want to call them voices to make y'all think i'm that fucking crazy but i mean i'm pretty much teetering on that shit but basically um i struggle with a lot of negative thoughts that either have me you know ending up fighting violence or it's a thought of not being good enough and not being adequate and not living up to your own dreams and expectations and these thoughts i understand now i have to understand if you have thoughts like this you have to understand that these thoughts come from uh, a bad place and a negative space and that they're not real. And when I say that they're not real, I mean that they're not valid. They're not based on any kind of reality. They're, they're, they're thoughts that are made up uh, based on insecurities and, and, and depression and all different kinds of things. And I get that dedicated 40 i get that i know that these thoughts are not real but they're there and last week it crippled me to the point that i had to get on medication and so i mean i'm on medication but i'm not on medication let me explain i'm taking medication that's not mine okay I'm taking a medication that uh, is meant for fucking fibromyalgia. (laughs) I'm taking old people medication. But here's the side effect. Well, one of the effects of this medication is in high doses. It helps with anxiety and so uh it's it's my mom's medication that she uses to prevent swelling in her body my 75 year old mother uh i'm using her medication to help with my anxiety and the fucked up part is the shit works and 
here at Dedicated 40, this is where it gets deep for me. And uh, I hate the fact that these pills work because I know that what I'm dealing with is an internal issue. It's a mental issue. It's inside my head. And I know that the thoughts aren't real, but they're there and they cause anxiety in me to the point where I can't even pick up a podcast and do it. I have I ended up in a bed, curled up, literally fucking sad at the fact that I couldn't do it. And I take these pills and the thoughts go away. And I hate the fact that I have to use medication to stop the thoughts. It makes me feel very weak because I'm not as strong as I thought I was. That's right, Dedicated 40. I'm being honest with y'all. I've always been an independent person, somebody who's never relied on anybody, who's never needed anything from anybody. And no matter what, I would always give of myself. And I did so because I felt that if I had the strength to help somebody else, that I would fucking do it. Because I know what it is to be in a position uh, of pain and need help and not get it. And so although I have a difficult time accepting help from others, I definitely would give of myself to others who would be probably in the same situation as myself. And I know, I know it's stupid. It's stupid to even think that way. Why would you think that way? If you're taking medication and it works, good for you. Continue on. Maybe even go seek professional help. Maybe even find the doctor to actually give you your own drugs, motherfucker. <laughs> I'm out here splitting pills with my mother. Talk about <laughs> what shift she's working and what fucking day I need to be straight in the head. It's fucking terrible. But um, it bothers me because... It bothers me because I don't want to be dependent on anything in my life other than the strength within myself. And for the first time in my life, I I didn't have that control. I didn't I didn't have the power. The power wasn't in my hands anymore. I never thought a day would come where a mental issue would overcome uh, me in such a way that I couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't podcast. I couldn't do it. And I love y'all. I really do. I fuck with y'all heavy. I fuck with the fact that y'all email me. You know what I mean? Y'all message me about my island talk and, you know, all kinds of stupid shit I say. And I really feel connected to y'all. And I'll be honest, 
I missed y'all. So I apologize. Uh, I'm going to do my best to keep bringing y'all this funny and on a regular basis, on a weekly basis, coming out every Friday on the Comedy Here After Network. All right? So with that being said, let's end with the doom and the fucking gloom. And let's get to some good news, motherfuckers. So uh, I have really good news for you guys. As much as uh, it may seem like I just uh, fucking had the rain. Let's part the clouds and make some sunshine. Let's make some sunshine. Let's get a little happy. Let's get a little happy. First off, I did a, a Zoom show the other day where I only did new material. And it was fucking hilarious. My mom was tuning in, listening, and I said some horrendous shit. And funny thing is, she called me and she was telling me jokes that she liked. And one of them, I'm not going to spoil it, but it's a bit uh, about how a girl um, um, farted on my lips. Uh, so and my mother called me and said that was a good one. So <laughs> I, I it, it, here's the fun part. When I was telling the joke, my mom was like, yeah, you definitely had some wolf fart on your mouth, haven't you? <laughs> and uh, I fuck, I think I pretty much spoiled that bit. Who gives a shit? The big will be fucking funny when you guys hear it, man. But uh, I did that one. And so like, I did probably about 40 minutes of just new material on Zoom. And of course, yeah, on Zoom, it's not the same. It's very difficult. Uh, but I will say, uh, watching the video, thank you uh, to the Unknown Comedy Club. Uh, Daniel Woodrow and, and Rodney Ramsey have put together the best Zoom shows I've ever seen uh, with the Unknown Comedy Club. And uh, definitely you guys should check that out. Find them on Facebook, The Unknown Comedy Club, on Instagram, The Unknown Comedy Club. They do great shit. Anyways, so um, I was looking back at the video and from it, I would say I could take a good solid like 10 or 12 brand new minutes. Now, if you are a comedian, you understand what I mean, how exciting that is, because like for regular people, you guys are like, wait a minute. Didn't you say you perform for 40 minutes? Are you telling me that only 12 of it is good? No, listen, the 40 minute performance was good. Okay. But there's a difference between unrefined jokes and that tight, you know, well put together shit. There's I'm ranting where I'm kind of like flailing. You know what I mean? Like a raw 40 minutes is the equivalent to like a boxer uh, putting a blindfold on and swinging madly in a ring with a bunch of people in it. He's going to connect, right? But that's not boxing, right? That's not his, that's, that's, that's nothing compared to when he takes off the mask and learns how to fucking, you know, punch the, each individual in the head 
And that's the difference between the 40 where I'm flailing all over the place and uh, yeah, I'm going to hit, but it's, uh, I'm not doing a good job of fighting. I'm doing a good job of connecting. Um, but I'm not right. You know, the jokes aren't, 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 aren't refined and tight. And so, uh, 12 minutes of that were good combinations <laughs> that I could turn into something special. And so I was really happy about that. And I look forward to going over the tape and here's why I'm looking forward to going over the tape. I got back into the Amazon prime laugh after dark oh my god so uh laugh after dark season three on amazon prime if you guys remember you probably wouldn't actually as i'm saying that sentence because i started this podcast after this tragedy so here's the tragedy uh on march 27th 2020 i was supposed to be in los angeles filming my first ever Amazon Prime stand-up comedy uh, performance. And it was for Laugh After Dark season three. Super excited about it. And of course, due to COVID, it was canceled. When it got canceled, uh, they were like, uh, we're going to, sorry, it wasn't canceled. They postponed it. But when they postponed it, my visa expired. (laughs) But uh, they called me back. They called me back after all uh, over a year. Um, I got the email last week and they offered me back my spot on the fucking show. July 17th, 2020 in Las Vegas, Nevada. Sterling Scott is returning to the motherfucking stage. So, of course. I am ecstatic that I got those 12 minutes because Amazon Prime is an eight-minute set. It's just a short eight-minute set, but I intend on fucking up the stage in that eight minutes. So uh, what I got from that 12 minutes is not necessarily going to be what I do on stage because I got other jokes that I wrote when I was on Mushrooms. Uh, That's another story I'll get into. But... um, Uh, I'm super excited and, you know, I got really nervous because I was like, oh shit, I have not been on stage since November and I am now, it's now in the end of May and uh, July 17th is a month and change away, you know, six weeks away. What am I going to do? Canada's on lockdown. We can't do no comedy. And somebody from Vegas reached out and, uh, They're doing a comedy festival the week before a fucking psychedelic comedy festival. That's right. A comedy festival where all the comics have to do mushrooms to go on stage. And I'm like, stage time is stage time. So I fucking accepted to be in the psychedelic comedy festival. July 9th to 12th, I'll be performing and coming along with me is that dirtbag piece of shit that we all love. The homie, Be Easy, is coming with me to Vegas (laughs) as my opening act. 
for the psychedelic comedy tour. This is fucking crazy. It's going to be awesome, man. I can't wait. We got to do mushrooms and then do comedy. I already thought doing comedy was hard enough as it is. Let's do it on a psychedelic drug. I can't fucking wait. I'm not going to lie. I'm kind of excited. I'm excited for the experience, for the ability to be like, what happened? Because it's nothing I've ever experienced before. But I'm also happy because uh, I put it out in the Las Vegas board, comedy room board on Facebook. That's the key. If you ever want to do comedy, just go to the Facebook and whatever your city is and enter uh, the your city's name, comedy group, and it'll come up. And that's that's where you find everybody. Trust me, it works. We all go there. So I did that for Vegas, and I'm not going to lie, I was overwhelmed with how fast all these people I've worked with in the past from comedy festivals, from auditions, all kinds of stuff, reached out immediately to either vouch, offer stage time, or um, tell somebody else to book me and give me a stage time. And I was like, I, I honestly, people, I don't be nice to other people for anything in exchange. I'm nice to people because I hate when people treat each other like shit just because they feel bad about their own life. They fuck up someone else's life. And then that person can potentially, you know, carry that burden and fuck up another person's life because they're like, oh, well. It happened to me, so it should happen to you. Fucking kind of attitude. I don't know. But either which way, you know, that saying kill him with kindness is a real thing. I lead with love, man. I don't I don't want anything to do with hate. I don't go I don't give a fuck, man. If it if it if whatever your purpose is requires me to hate others, I don't want anything to do with it. The only people I hate in the world are pedophiles. <laughs> Sorry, I think that's a, well. Pedophiles, there's others. Obviously, there's others. It's a gray area, but pedophiles, I'm just you're not you're not gonna get fucking like any love from me. Um, but you get what I'm saying. Anyways, the point is, um, Lee would love people. Lee would love, and um, that's what happened with me on this page. People led with love, and uh, people offered me to stay at their homes they're showing me pools you know they're like hey this is where i'm staying and you could have this and i i man i'm not gonna lie man i fucking wanted to automatically leave and just live in america as fucked up as things are in america i believe i have more of a chance of making it there than i do here in canada and i, I hate saying that but it's the truth it's the absolute truth I feel like uh, America, I feel like success is pussy and Canada is a uh, uh, a five-inch dick and America is an eight-inch black dick. You see how the America got a color as well? And not just eight inches long, it's three inches around. You know, three to three and a half inch, a good size, a good fucking pickle on you. You know what I mean? A good wheelbarrow. Leave a hole in a motherfucker. That's the that's that's what I look at it like. Where it's like, will the five inch dick get the pussy? It's possible. It's very possible. 
It happens. It has happened. But that eight inch dick go fuck that pussy for show. And that's how I feel about success in Canada. And when everybody was reaching out, I'm not going to lie. I immediately changed my ticket so that it can be longer for me to come home. Not longer for me to come home, but like I can change my ticket and not have to pay an extra fee. Because um, if I if if whatever the fucking regulations are come July change, you know, because if Canada's at 70 percent vaccination, which America already is at 70 percent vaccination and they're already open. If Canada gets 70 percent vaccination, they completely open the country and everyone's rushing to get the vaccine right now. So I'm pretty sure by before July 1st. We'll be at 70%. And in that case, I'm hoping that they don't, you know, make us do a two-week isolation when we come back to the country and all kinds of dumb shit so that I can uh, move back and forth uh, because um, I was asked to host Carrie West, the Carrie West Festival. And if Ed, the Carrie West Festival happens in August, and if Canada reaches 70% vaccination in July, which they expect to hit it in the first week of July. Let's be realistic. They'll probably, I think they'll fudge the numbers a few, a few numbers, you know, and make it be like on the 20th of June, we'll be like at 70%. And then we have 10 days to ramp up for the biggest fucking Canada Day parade. I have a strong feeling it's going to be that people are going to be licking each other's faces and a lot of other weird parts I'm going out with no pants on and a hard dick. Um, like, <laughs> but uh, uh, if that happens and then Carrie West will have their Caravana Festival, their, I call it Caravana, their Carrie West Festival, our Caribbean Parade and Festival, and that'll be huge because we'll be the only one in the fucking country doing it because Caravana, the largest festival in North America, canceled themselves. And they canceled themselves early because with the new announcement, they could have been open. But who knows what's going to happen? Maybe Carabana will change their mind and fucking open back up. Who knows? But uh, that also means a lot of positive for the Just for Last Festival. Uh, reason being, fingers crossed, I'm still hoping to get in the Just for Last Festival, to be absolutely honest. And uh, if I could get in this year, that would be great. For those of you who don't know, the Just for Last Festival is the all-star game of the comedy world. That's where all the biggest and best stars go. And it happens in Montreal. And yes, you can go there and get a TV deal. You can go there and end up, you know, being best friends with a celebrity. Fuck, I went there and Wanda Sykes fell on top of me drunk. And I held her up in a booth while she tried to dance still on my back. Um, That's a real story. <laughs> Let me tell you guys that story. So Dave Chappelle threw a secret fucking party that wasn't secret. Now, fortunately, I opened for two of Dave Chappelle's openers. That's Mo Ammer and Donnell Rawlings. I know them well. Uh, I know them well enough. I don't not their best friends or anything. I just if I saw them down walking down the street and I said hello, they'd be like, hi, Sterling. That's about it. So basic. So Dave Chappelle is throwing a secret party. Mo Ammer and Donnell Rawlings let me know where it's at, right? So then I go to the secret party 
and I can't get in. It's fucking packed inside. So I have to sneak in through the back door. And that's right. I fucking did it. I snuck in the back door. Neil Brennan opens the door for me and sneaks me fucking in back door. That's right. Neil Brennan, co-writer of the Dave Chappelle show and has a phenomenal stand-up special. It is fire on Netflix. He let me in the back door. And um, so now we're in the party and I'm standing against a booth. And on the other side of this booth is fucking Wanda Sykes, Fortune Feimster, uh, Gina Yashere, and um, Dave Chappelle. And a song starts playing. Wanda Sykes stands up to dance in this booth. And she's so drunk, she falls backwards. And she ends up on me and my boy's back, me and my boy Trafoni. But she's not like lying flat. Like she didn't fall out the booth. She's just like leaning and we're kind of holding her up on a 45. And she turns around and she looks at me and Trafoni and she goes, fuck it. These motherfuckers look strong enough. And she continued to dance. And me and my boy Trafoni held her up while she danced on our bands. And then we pushed her back into the booth. Everybody thanked us for not letting her fall. <laughs> and then we went back to just hanging out at the party, uh, which, by the way, was fucking amazing. It was an amazing party. I ain't going to say nothing more than that. It was fire. It was it, that party inspired me so fucking much because I just felt like. That other booth that I wasn't allowed into that that booth that's how close I was to greatness. You know what I mean? Like not greatness in saying it them saying that I'm that close to being on the other side. You know what I mean? Like the distance between me and them is the distance between me and success. You know what I mean? So that party was super inspiring for me. So anyways, that's why I'm trying to go back to the just for last festival for 2020, whatever the fuck we're in now. I don't even know what year it is anymore. Um, I really do wonder if, uh, you know, some of the issues that I talked about before have to do with the fact that I've been on ISO for so goddamn long and talking into a goddamn microphone like a crazy person by myself as a form of entertainment for other people. <laughs> I wonder if that's what fucking made me go nuts. So who knows? Yeah. <laughs> Don't worry. I'll be fine. I'll be fine. I'll be fine. And then some other good news um, is that. You know, fingers crossed, I will be performing June 4th to 11th, no, 4th to 6th, alongside Keith Pedro, and I will be performing the next week after that, alongside the fucking weed god of Toronto, Mike Rita. So, these comedy shows are supposed to be happening in Oshawa. They're an all-inclusive event. Uh, tickets are like, I don't even know how much tickets cost at the moment, but uh, we'll see what's happening with that. Fingers crossed because uh, June 2nd is supposed to be when Ontario announces what their new restrictions are. And um, the comedy shows are supposed to start June 4th. So we're going to, you know what I mean? It's a little nervous and stressful, but we'll see what happens. But I'm hoping that they happen 
because if they do, it'll give me more stage time to get ready for Amazon Prime. Man, guys, you have to understand. I have, I'm on Crave right now. I'm still on Crave. Stellar Comics. You could check it out on Crave. You'll find me in my stupid face doing stand-up on Crave. So I'm on a streaming platform. Yay! Uh, Amazon Prime is one of the bigger ones. Crave is like, you know, the Canadian Hulu. Uh, but Amazon Prime, that's on both sides of the border. So I'm actually performing on the American Amazon Prime. So it may not even show in Canada because Laugh After Dark seasons one and two are not available in Canada. So this is a big deal for me, uh, more so because it's time for me to make Americans know that I'm as powerful like on stage as I believe I am. <laughs> That's such an arrogant statement. but. Um, it's time to let the people know. You know what I mean? It's time to make a mark. And that performance will end up being the, because anything I've done in Canada, this is how bad it is, dedicated 40. Anything that I've done in Canada, I've been on television 14 times, guys. 14 times I've done stand-up on television. That's a lot. You guys would not believe this. In America, None of those television performances mean anything to them. Yeah. 14 fucking times. A different eight-minute set every time. That's a lot of material I've given up to the world. And it means nothing to the Americans. I'm like, can't you see I'm on television in another country? They're like, yeah, but we don't recognize or know that show. Because in America... They've got stand-up shows everywhere. Like, there's so many platforms for stand-up in America, and some of them are worth less than others. Apparently, there's one with Fox, and if you have a Fox one, it's the same as an Instagram post to them. They're like, we don't even care. But this Amazon Prime will at least let them watch. It'll at least let them watch. And... I intend on making it one of my most vicious eight-minute performances. It's going to be a performance that the dedicated 40 will gladly be like, this is why we follow this dumb fuck. Because every now and then, he pulls out a fucking hat trick. <laughs> I'm like Russell Westbrook. I don't win the championship, but God damn it, I'm pulling a triple-double. I'll make the books. And uh, yeah, I, I'm going to make the books on this one, guys. I'm nervous as fuck. I'm nervous as fuck. But I, I'm also excited for the challenge. I'm so excited because I feel like eight minutes, you know, I tell longer form jokes. But because I taught my comedy class, I have actually started implementing my own teachings and they work phenomenally. Goddamn right they do. And uh, I intend on writing eight minutes where every second of it is funny. Like it's ha 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 ha. Oh, oh my God. Ha, 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 ha. Pause. Because I like edging. <laughs> if you don't know what edging is, look it up, motherfucker. Um, <laughs> 
Oh my god, I went from fucking comedy to edging. That's uh pretty much what my comedy is. It's just getting you almost there. Um <laughs> I'm 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 uh super excited about it though. Um but I do want to say uh thanks uh for for giving me your ear, my dedicated 40. You know who you are if you're hearing this for the first time. Because ever since I joined the Comedy Here Often uh, network, the numbers have gone up. Uh, but if you're here for the first time and you don't know what a dedicated 40 is, don't worry. Wait your turn. You might, you'll, you'll, you'll join the next milestone in the next league. But for right now, it's my dedicated 40. And my dedicated 40 were with me in the beginning, straight on to that. Remember dedicated 40 when we used to have the dedicated 56? And that shit went right down to 40. But you know what? It never dropped below 40. It never did. Never a single time. Never dropped below 40. That's how I know you guys are out there. And as long as you guys are out there, understand that every morning that you wake up, it's another day to make a change. Keep on fighting. I love you guys. This has been another episode of the Comedy Reject Podcast. I'm out of here. 